0: Oh, we're live.
1: Yes. Good day, fellow viewers of the Rin's Art Cafe channel. My name is Rin, your lovely host, and today with me I have Picky Mickey.
0: Hey, what's before, up?
1: Oh. Before we begin, like the interview, I would like to have a, uh, before. My God, I forgot my words. Um, uh, before, we like to, before we begin the interview, I would like to have a little disclaimer. Please do, not send a, please do not send hate to anyone mentioned in this video or featuring in this video. This is strictly our opinion. And when commenting, please be respectful of each other's opinion. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment this video on this video and without further ado let's begin
2: yay oh i can't wait i'm looking forward i've been looking forward to this we met online like i don't know yeah. two months yeah. ago three months ago how long has it been
0: i think it's it's
1: like been a long time it's like when it was now. quarantine where i was at like whoa in somewhere may i think
2: yeah time just flies by so yeah right yeah it was like yeah still quarantine time yeah, I'm glad. I'm I'm so glad that you uh, got in touch with me. I'm always happy to meet people online and
1: make I'm friends. People and
0: uh-huh.
1: especially on since everything is like online now, and it's shifting more towards online, then it's a lot easier to have people you know online.
2: Mm, it's very true. Yeah, it's yeah. We got to make the best of it. No, so a lot of people can't travel right now. And, yeah, if we can do things, whatever we can do virtually, it's what we can do, you know?
1: Yeah, so from what I've seen is you actually produce music, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, I produce, I record, write, compose my own music. I uh, collaborate with other artists as well. uh, And mainly I do my own stuff. Um, I also, also have a home studio, so I do everything at home in my flat and I'll record some other artists here as well. Uh, just today, I was working on a collaboration with Pierre, Pierre XO, which you might know, which you, I think you know about Pierre. Yeah, I know. And, uh, yeah, we're doing a song together. He lives in Prague. And yeah, just being a solo artist, independent artist, it's good. So
1: when when did it like start? When did, were you like, hey, I wanna do music?
2: Uh, yeah, that was actually um when I was maybe 9 years old I wanted to be a car designer. And so I started uh drawing my own concept cars and I was super into automobiles, had lots of magazines and I was just always drawing in school and at home in my free time. And I wanted to go to when I was like 10 I wanted to go to RISD, which is like Rhode Island School of Design. I already had my plan of where I would go to university. And then I realized like damn uh what when am I going to be able to design a car? It's gonna take me a long time to like be able to design a physical car. So I wanted to find something that I could create and 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 see that creation quickly. So uh I got into music and I was really inspired by uh Forwell Pharrell, Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo. They had a a, a production duo called The Neptunes. And they had this band called No One Never Really Dies. And I was, a, at the time, I was a Christian science. Uh, I was a member of the Christian Science Church, and they were, you know, really into metaphysics and everything like this. So I was, you know, learning about, you know, things like eternal spirit and eternal life and stuff like this. So I kind of like, whoa, they, they don't believe in death as well. I don't believe in death of the soul. So I, I really identify with these guys. And I was like, I want to do what they do because they agree with me and they have this similar philosophy like I did. So uh, that's how I got into music. And, yeah <laughs> to make a long story short but i started with yeah, piano yeah. classes first and then i got into production and yeah
1: i also took some uh piano classes back when i was 15 i stopped for a little while because it was getting a bit overwhelming with school but
0: yeah i,
1: I want to, to pick it up again
0: mm.
2: Yeah, yeah, piano is really fun. You, it's it's great to play any instrument. You just sit there with the instrument, you don't worry about anything else. You just zone out and be in the, and become yeah. one with the instruments. It's great.
1: Besides, music also helps your body and your brain function.
2: Yeah, it's really good. Like I'm learning to play the guitar now, and it's supposed to be very uh, good for your brain and you know the hand-eye coordination i think it's like my my grandmother's learning piano right now for the past like 10 years and she's older and it's really good for her especially for elderly people you know to to keep their brain training so i think music is something i will do for no i know music is something i'll do for the rest of my life i love music
1: and perhaps we might be able to work together in the future
2: yeah that would be great i heard yeah yeah you told me you work on music too hell yeah
1: yeah, like I just started like with a couple of friends, like we decided, hey, let's try out some beats. Let's write our own music, because it, since I was 17 or 16, I wanted to do that. Mm. I was like inspired by a couple of people, a couple of artists. And I was like, hey. And because I was also getting poetry at school. Nice. I was like, so what can I do with this? And I started putting everything together mm. and it sounded good so perhaps in the future i will continue
2: yeah you should I, I i would always advise people to to have fun with music even if you even if it's not something you want to do as a career it's just it's just a great hobby and you never know where it'll take you you know so it's, it's really fun and
1: it can I'm, bring people
2: yeah. peace yeah, yeah music is it's a great thing you know it's the only thing that can really you know you can feel you can be in a bad mood and put on some music and you're good you know dancing music rhythm all that stuff is just amazing you know even even songs that are sad or that are you know depressive still can put you in a good mood because the rhythm and the beat you know and and it's kind of like my whole day is revolves around music you know music's playing all the time and i'm sure many people have the same you know lifestyle whether it's in their headphones or you know at the
0: club or whatever
1: yeah music just gets people hyped up sometimes as well especially when you're like at a concert for instance i saw that you actually had a couple of shows in Prague. if i'm correct yeah yeah
2: um i perform quite often when when the world is normal <laughs> uh so yeah 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 i you know i have a. Uh, I used to just perform by myself you know perform just with the DJ and my beats and my vocals and, and then I got a I uh, got a band together to play my music live so I got a guitarist, bass player, drummer and we basically you know we just rock some shows and that's really fun you know to play with the live band and to have other uh, musicians on stage to help you know entertain the audience it takes it takes some pressure off you. Uh, you know, if you're just there by yourself, you have to have a lot of energy and you have to really engage with everyone. But when you have the band with you, you got backup. You know, everybody's, everybody brings their own personality to the table, their own rhythm, their own sound. And people can, oh, I like the bass player. I like the drummer. Wow, the vocalist is good. And they get to see all those different things. And this, this just makes the job a little bit easier while performing. Uh, but it's quite difficult having the band because you got to do a lot of rehearsals and you got to do yeah the logistics are are insane you know you need a car to bring the drum kit the amplifiers the the caps everything so it it costs money and but it's it's worth it in a way
1: like you only live once like why not make yourself and others happy
2: yeah exactly yeah And and the response you get from people when you perform is amazing you know there's nothing that can beat that, you know, when you get, when people dance to your music and and they feel the energy and they, you're working on a song for many months or even years and then you play that song for the first time in front of people and they like, and it clicks and they vibe with it. That shit is amazing. I love that feeling. That's just like such a good feeling.
1: Like I listened to Ice Cream. That's like one of your... Uh, the most recent song you put out the music video. Like I liked it a lot. What was the story behind that actually?
2: Oh that's a good like actually um, one day I went to go get ice cream. My friend works at a little ice cream shop, but maybe like it was like not this summer but last summer. And I got the ice cream for free. And when I went outside I had it on a cone and I was looking the ice cream and my wife Annie calls me And I couldn't, like, handle the phone and the ice cream. So I was trying to, like, answer the phone lick the ice cream. And then the the fucking ice cream dropped to the ground. And I was just, like, I literally started, like, crying. I was just, like, I was, like, yo. And I told her on the phone, like, baby, my ice cream dropped. yeah and i was just like damn yo and then so when i got home i was making this i was making this beat and i i just i knew it was going to be about ice cream and and that's why in the song i go you know don't let it drip don't let it drop so i i I brought that experience there because i was like hey you got some ice cream you better not let it drip don't let it drop you gotta eat it before it melts you know you know it's hot outside got your ice cream Cause I, I love I literally in the summer I eat ice cream every day. Like I'm an ice cream fiend. So I had to make a song about ice cream. You know, it's it's literally like my lifestyle. I love ice cream.
1: What is your favorite ice cream? Like which flavor?
2: I like pistachio. That's like one, that's like my all-time favorite pistachio. And I'm I'm vegan now, so I eat vegan ice cream or or sorbet. It's hard to find pistachio, but there's a place in Prague. There's maybe like two places in Prague that have vegan pistachio ice cream. It's really fucking good with the nuts. I like vegan. I like uh, pistachio ice cream with the pistachios in it. You know, a of the, I, I, it's got to have pieces of nuts in it. And I like, uh, oh, I had a really good, I had a pear pear flavored ice cream and plum. That was really good. And coconut. Mm, coconut. What about you? What kind you like?
1: So, I both had like ice cream and vegan ice cream. I feel when I eat the vegan ice cream, I feel a lot lighter. Yeah, yeah. The other one, like the other one's, like a lot creamer, but like a lot heavier as well. But like my favorite flavors are also like pistachio, chocolate, yeah. want, Ooh, hazelnut, on. but
0: hazelnut
1: ice cream.
2: Hazelnut is good. I had. I had watermelon ice cream like oh. a few weeks ago and that was like that was a game changer i was like how mm, make watermelon so yummy in the ice cream mm, so good
1: it's probably because they're using fresh watermelon because like yeah the synthetic flavor versus like the fr- i like the fresh flavor more True. compared to the synthetic flavor it's like a different kind of flavor
2: exactly it had it had this very like light watermelon flavor it tasted like watermelon but without like if you extracted all the water and just had the, like, this light, sweet flavor from the watermelon, and it was just, uh, it was perfect. It was perfect. Like I'm really into ice. I love, I, <laughs> I want to actually, I, I make ice cream at home sometimes. I make my own ice cream, and I want to buy an ice cream maker usually <laughs> just do it in the blender with some frozen bananas and some coconut cream and whatever, but I want to get like the proper like ice cream maker and you can like make your own ice cream yeah. That'll just be amazing.
1: Funny you mention <laughs> that. Uh, when I bought like a little KitchenAid uh, mixer, I bought it with the ice cream maker attachment <laughs> that you're Ooh. supposed to put in the freezer. <laughs> but it's oh, like yeah. all That's- the way back at home. Like I'm, I'm in Europe now. Like uh, all my stuff is still back where I used to live. Ah, uh, my family. So where are you
2: now? You're a Sweden or I can't remember
1: no i'm in holland
2: holland okay you're in holland that's right ah you're not far which which city are you in
1: i'm in uh, at the moment i'm like in amsterdam i'm nice i'm nice. gonna move soon uh to my student uh apartment
2: nice yeah so that's cool like you we're pretty close i'll so we'll see i'll we'll see each other one day in real life
1: yeah one day that's when nice. everything starts to clear a bit up and I, fi- I find it a bit of a shame that we can't mention it or else YouTube will be like, all right, remove the video.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, that's all they do, huh? Damn.
0: Fake news.
2: Oh my God, <laughs> that's horrible. We have to have a code name for it, huh?
0: Yeah. Uh, they remove uh, like, the video or they just? The, like, oh. the, uh, people
1: won't be able to find it as easily. But in, wow. In worst case, they might actually remove it. Um, Wow. Last time I interviewed like a um a metal band and they were like, "All right, let's call it uh the Mexican Beer Company."
2: Nice. Nice. Yeah, the Mexican Beer com- the Mexican Beer Company is so annoying. Like it's Yes. It's really pulling uh it's putting a halt to so many you know businesses and yeah, like in- in Prague now, there's a lot of restrictions that they just brought up randomly because the numbers are going up, going up here. So, yeah. So basically everything involving art, entertainment and service is like done, like no theater, no strip clubs, no live music, no uh, clubs, restaurants are closed at eight. Um you know uh historical places you know for for tourists and stuff like this and also it affects you know filming and, and everything so you know a lot of people are a lot of people are out of work or trying to find new work you know i have i met a i wrote a guy one day he was really upset about something i posted and i just like i didn't even respond negatively to him i just said hey man you know you're entitled yes, you're to your opinion you can you can unfollow if you want to but i don't mean any disrespect toward you and i said how you doing And he's just like and he said i'm not doing so good you know i'm I, I don't have any work so i had to do construction work and i was just like yeah man i'm sorry to hear that but it's tough for a lot of people you know so he was saying how you doing and i was like yeah man i'm out of work for a while you know i had i got lucky and had some savings but pretty much like digging into my savings you know so
1: yeah, that's not good, especially not now since, yeah, it's it's become a, a lot harder. And I've yeah. seen, like, uh, the situation where I live, uh, lived, and the situation here, it's, it's a bit more, it's a bit difficult, like, mm. for a couple of people, they can't, they can't sustain themselves anymore. And gas has actually gone up, like, where I used to live mm.
0: in South
1: America, like, the prices for gas and all of that stuff. Like uh, they already had like a lot of problems and now like because of the Mexican beer company, like extra stuff yeah. just uh, yeah. F with people. Apparently yeah, I can't I swear as well. The, as the,
2: the whole plan was to create, to create an economic crisis. And this is the perfect tool to create an economic crisis. You know, yes. there there, there wasn't an, an economic crisis, and you know we have ups and downs in in the economy, but there literally was not an economic crisis. They needed to create that, and then and then they will come up with the solution, and who knows what the solution will be. You know, it's like
1: so, an experiment, actually.
2: Yeah, it's a it's uh, it's definitely. I don't know if it's an experiment or it's already the results of them already experimenting and now they can go with the full plan you know i i i think that this is like small steps but we've been having these small steps for decades now these small steps are we're seeing like oh people are already very obedient towards the authority of the government um people don't necessarily question uh their governments and they don't question the media in masses. So they're, they're very, people are already followers. We've been followers for the past seven years, you know, on Instagram, they call each other followers. We're no longer leaders and we're no longer fans of something. So we follow, we literally follow directions and there's only a small percentage of people who don't want to follow these things, but they're completely outnumbered and they are the, they are the minority and they'll never be the majority because the people are so subversed, you know, they're, they're, they don't understand what's happening in the world and they're given positions where they get to tell people who do understand they get to tell them what to do you know so it's it's a very scary place uh, i find that this time is like uh one of the most important times to be very mindful of yourself and of your thinking and and actually like it's one of those times where fuck if you don't have if you don't believe in anything better believe in something right now because you got to have something to hang on to, (laughs) you know, like don't want to lose hope during this time period.
1: I feel like stuff like this has gone on like a lot longer in time, Mm. like uh, as far back as the first days of human existence, like the shit, Mm. like it went to the left, it went to the right, like Mm. over a period of time. And we're basically in that same situation, but we have different technology now yeah, and yeah. different ideas compared to humans from the past.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of, of course. I think all, of, all the problems we have right now as a, as a human race, they don't have to necessarily deal with technology. Like, I mean, we have the technology and the resources to have no problems. The, the problems we have now have to deal with power, ego, you know, education, uh, and ignorance, you know, and, and these things lead to people being mi- used and misused, other people being able to manipulate, and then you have the people in the middle who, they're small, small minority, you know, and they either get taken over by people in power or by the people lower, like not lower than them, but people who are ignorant, and these people are in such a big mass that once they are once they have the position to vote and tell you what to do you're you're completely outnumbered so you can be uh like i i totally understand what is happening but it doesn't matter because there's not really anything i can do as an individual uh to change anything all i can do is control how i respond to things you know and uh what decisions i make so it's kind of like you have to find your freedom within the system. Uh, you're only, you have to find your own freedom within the system. It's kind of like when people go to prison, and the first thing they do is like the smart people, they just read lots of books and do so many things with their brain and their mind. And they say, you know, like, even though I'm locked in here and here, I'm free, you know, and, and they really do feel free. They are free, but we, we're looking at them as if they have nothing, they have no freedom. But they've somehow found within themselves some feeling of peace and happiness just inside their own temple, and uh, that's kind of what we are forced to do right now. You know,
1: I've also noticed like when people go to places and, like for instance, school or prison. Like you said, uh, a hierarchy always forms, like mm. even if there's like no authority or anything, there's like a hierarchy like they were here first they mm. they sort of run stuff and they're mostly looked up to and then you have like over time I'm not sure if this is like in a like an instinct like a human instinct but that mm. tends to happen.
0: Yeah.
2: I think that's natural and and it can be healthy. I think hierarchy can be healthy when it's the qualified people in position. And yeah, you, you can't just have, you know, everyone telling everyone what to do or yeah, you need some, you know, it's good to have people who are qualified and fair, honest, just, you know, if you have those type of people in power, then a hierarchy is not necessarily a problem. Uh, I guess it just becomes a problem when you have, you know, inherited a hierarchy when you didn't necessarily get elected or chosen to operate or when you cheat to get to that position or when you fraud or con people to, to gain positions of hierarchy. Yeah. Then you can have the wrong people at the the top of the pyramid. But I think within, uh, within capitalism, yeah, you have this hierarchy in the government, but each individual is able to, I mean, ideally able to make their own uh, own, own something privately. They're able to increase their financial worth, their, you know, they're able to chase wealth and open a business, get get an education, work. They can grow within that society. Um, so, not to say that capitalism is the best thing, but I think that like hierarchy is natural. Even when you have people in tribes and stuff, you you have higher, you have some hierarchy. But
1: in a way, people have like their their own task in like a group, for instance, like mm. who does what based off of their skills. And I feel that's, that's natural. And especially since uh, back when humans were still primitive, that was a lot necessary to protect us from predators, for instance, or mm. other creatures that might harm us.
2: True. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, everyone should do what they do best. You know, we each have different skills bestowed upon us you know and it's it's good to use what we're to do what we're good at you know and i think in an ideal society people will be able to do what they are good at and society will still be able to function um but maybe that's too maybe i'm too utopian but (laughs) but yeah i don't know uh, I I think that like now we live in the time where everyone wants to be, not everyone, but a lot of people want to be somebody, and want to be like known, especially we in the West. The yeah, yeah, people want to have fame, and that's kind of that's kind of fucked up our society because because everyone is so much into themselves, they are kind of ignorant to what's happening when it comes to like politics and. They're kind of ignorant to what's happening when it comes to economics. And and you, you see it about, like, what people want to study in school. You know, a lot of times people choose these, like, not to say they're ridiculous, but things, they ch- they choose some majors that are totally useless and maybe are a waste of their money, but they want to learn this because they think this is a cool thing for them to learn. And that's good, but what about the things that make the world go round? You know, like... <laughs> What about learning, understanding the things that make the world go right? I, I chose, I studied economics and like, you know, for many years, I was like, oh, why did I study that? Even though I don't use economics, I'm, I'm a musician, I still understand the basics of economics. Not even the basics. I understand how, you know.
0: Like it helps.
2: Yeah. So when I see things happening like right now, as, a, as an economist, I see the stupidity in it because- you understand can't. It.
1: No, yeah, no. You, you can't have a
2: healthy functioning economy with what's going on right now. So when somebody tells me like, "Oh, this is uh we need this," I'm like, "No, you, did, no, this is actually not what we need." You, you're just there seeing things just from a perspective of fear and a perspective of safety. They want to be safe and 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 feel safe, and they give up their rights to feel safe. And also from a from a spiritual perspective it's totally wrong like spiritually you're not yeah. supposed to like do things out of fear you're not supposed to do things just to in my opinion not just to feel safe no you're supposed to have faith and and do things with trust and with confidence and you know act out of these negative things so um yeah and from an economic perspective it's like All right, what are you going to do when people don't have work, when people have to uh, find new jobs, when people have to quit their careers, close their businesses? How is that going to affect the economy in 10 years? What are going to be the results? At what cost? And if, if if the common young person understood these things, they wouldn't be so obedient toward their governments and toward, you know, these organizations that are Advising the governments to do these things because they would be like, "Hey, no, 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 we we don't agree with this. This is not how it's supposed to happen." And then we would have majority people, you know, standing up for what's right and not just being complicit and conforming. <laughs> but yeah,
1: <laughs> it's always good to know how something works.
2: Exactly. Yes, definitely. Totally. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's it's like. Um, you know, when, when I look at the older generations, you know, the technology wasn't speeding as fast as, as it is for us. So they, when they, my my wife's dad, he knows how to fix his car. You know, he knows the general workings of his automobile. You know, we have this technology now. I don't know how the fuck my phone is made. Like, most of us wouldn't be able to open our phones and and, and fix it, you know, but if you had something in the and your apartment maybe 20 years ago that was broke could probably just pull out a couple of tools and fix it on your own or call your friend who knew how to fix it. So it's like we have so much technology and it's, just, it's speeding up at such a fast rate. Our brains are not really keeping up with what it does, what it means and what's happening. And then not even the physical technology. We have you know, the software, the AI and these things, which most of us don't understand and have no clue how to create or how to manipulate. But there's a small majority of people who are very young who know and understand these things and who own these companies. And they're also tied in with the decisions that the world is making with the uh, lockdowns and everything. So it's 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 kind of, a, it's literally the most unique thing in history that I can think of in the modern history, what's happening right now, you know, and we're witnessing it. So... It's it's interesting to say the least. My dad always told me, we live in interesting times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When I was like a kid, my dad always told me like, watch the news, see what's going on. And now as I'm getting a lot older and I realize, hey, I can get my information from many more sources. I've like realized things like how people say wasn't really that. That wasn't really reality. Mm. I started listening to like everybody's perspective and I was like, why do they differ? Yeah, yeah. So, th- I found yeah, that I think, quite I, interesting.
2: Yeah, people are more, it's either that people are more divided right now or we just see it more because everybody has a place to put their voice, everybody has a platform to express themselves. So I'm not sure if. I feel like people are a bit more divided, but it could also be the result of people being able to express themselves. So people see other people's opinions and if they disagree, they can be more and more defensive and defensive of what they believe in. And they have to be louder and louder about it because they see that this person and a lot of these people feel this way. So they need to like, they clash, you know?
1: Yeah. And especially now, since more people, their culture and stuff like that, it's coming online and people start to see that um, because some places have more of like a homogenous culture, they may be considered a bit insensitive towards someone else. So you you have this like situation going on. I've seen it like on TikTok a lot and people responding to other people and uh, people who saw that and did something that they didn't know was insensitive to someone else.
2: Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to be really careful on on TikTok. You know, this like TikTok is a really crazy uh, application because there's a lot of young people on it, and you know, a lot of people bully each other on TikTok and say really mean things to each other, and they're really young. And you know, my wife has TikTok, and sometimes she she gets these really negative comments and she looks at the profiles She write them and they're you know 12 year old kids 11 year old kids which i get you know kids are young they make mistakes but at the same time imagine if they're saying these things to like people their their age you know it's just another another thing for people to deal with and it's it yeah. sucks because you can't confront that person there's nobody to protect you you know you might be there your parents might not know what they're saying to you and you might get in some really horrible conversation with somebody at a, at a bad at a low period in your day or in your week or in your life or and ugh. so I'm, I'm like happy that i didn't have these things when i was young
1: it's like usually this stuff affects us when we're already like in a bad mood then we yeah. sometimes tend to, like, ignore our common sense because we're, like, all drained and a bit tired. And when we see something like that, it just, like, infuriates us sometimes.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: But, like, the thing with these children, um, there was, like, a lot of uh, discussion about it, actually. Like, the fact that these young kids are on social media, mm. places that adults also use. And I feel that that's a bit harmful to the mental health of the children because like six or seven year olds don't really, they they can know a lot like facts and stuff, but what if there's like this person they look up to that tells them, hey, come on, let's go to this place, this address, but they don't really know them.
2: What yeah, is, yeah, it's, like, I, I, I like personally for me, I would I wouldn't want if I if I had kids and I'm a bit harsh, I wouldn't want my children to be on social media until maybe like 16, 17 um, and it's maybe a bit strict but the type of shit that can happen there, it's crazy because even if you have a like or your kids have a smartphone, you know kids know how to use their phones better than their parents they know how to open up shit, hide stuff, you know, there's not really that many ways that most parents can monitor what their kids are seeing on the internet and what their kids are seeing on their phones. I know, maybe there's some like locks and stuff you can put on the kid's phone, but you know, kids are pretty tech savvy, so they know how to get around these things. And
0: yeah.
2: and I think that like, you know, yeah, you, you can not control your child when they're at school. You don't know what's gonna happen, but at least you know that they're under supervision. There's, a, there's teachers there, there's administrators there. You know, there's things, there's cameras there, there's other people, so if something happens, you know that somebody might have seen something, or whatever, but on the internet, you don't know what's happening, and uh, and there can be a lot of crazy things, you know? Um, like there was this one thing in Russia, my wife told me about, she's from Russia, and there was this like, basically through this, uh, I think it was Kontaktia, it's this Russian Facebook um, website and there was like this group and it was a group of people that were like getting kids to be suicidal so they would like give kids these challenges to kill themselves and it was just totally wicked i can't remember the name of it but it was really famous and, and hundreds of kids uh fell prey to this is
1: it like and, blue whale or something that's probably yeah, yeah that blue thing oh, the blue whale. whale yeah exactly
0: yeah, so like I've been
1: following oh. these stories from like other YouTubers for a while now, and it's like gone on for like uh, longer than a few years actually. And especially since these young impressionable children are online, yeah. like, they can say, "All right, I, when I see this, I know exactly what to do." But when you're so caught up in it, you don't realize what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. children tend to fall prey to that, and
0: Mm.
1: And especially yeah. like online uh like younger people they can get good information from online, like stuff that might mm. actually help them, but to have access to stuff like this to chat with certain kind of people, I find that dangerous.
0: Yeah. Some
1: some of these message to the mental health of younger children, and that they might actually develop some issues later on in life.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, you can, uh, and also like online dating. You know, like when I was a kid, we didn't have Facebook and everything; we just had like AOL chat and stuff like this. But like you know, they had these chat rooms, and and other young kids, and you would go there and you try to find someone to talk to or some girl you might like, and you don't know who's talking with you on the other end. Like I, I think several times it was probably some creepy dude disguising himself as a as a as a young person uh talking with me when I was like I don't know 12 or 13 on the on the internet and I and it was always just like like I I was into it because I wanted I didn't have like any experience I didn't have any girlfriends or anything so if I found someone online as a kid and I made some you know uh some kind of online relationship with them that was like for me it was like something special you know uh but looking back at it it was just like oh okay I'm glad I didn't like do anything stupid like meet someone or you know, yeah, like who knows yeah. what it could happen. But in my brain, I would I'd would be willing to do anything. I was so I was so desperate to have some type of companionship with a girl at the, when I was, you know, a young adolescent or even prepubescent. And so on the internet, it was just like, oh, I want to find someone. Maybe I'll fall in love. You know, you have these like crazy thoughts as a kid that like anything is possible. And yeah, so I I I, I don't know. You know, I don't have any you know siblings that I can talk to about those things and ask them what, and I have younger brothers in the States, but I've been here for so long. So I don't know how they use the internet, but maybe they wouldn't tell me cause I'm so, I'm so much older than them that they may, they might think I might tell my dad what they tell me. So I have to ask them, you know, when I meet them, like, what, like, cause I asked them, I said, you got Instagram? They were like, no. And I was just like, Snapchat, TikTok, nothing. They were like, no, I was like, I was like, damn, you guys are cool. Maybe you don't have all this crazy shit. But maybe they're just telling it to me because my dad was on the other, you know, on the video yeah. call. And they're like, oh shit, don't tell Jared. He'll snitch on us. <laughs> I would. I would totally snitch on them too. But like, dad, they got TikTok. Take
0: their phones.
1: <laughs> like, my dad, he knows that I have all of this stuff, like uh, all of these accounts and stuff online. Um, yeah. He actually helped me set up some of these when I was yeah. like a lot younger because he was like, Uh, You need this stuff for, like, school, so it might be a lot easier. And so he actually helped me to understand all of this, and I'm really, like, grateful for that because not everybody has, like, someone to guide them through all of this. Mm -hmm. And it's a a scary world online. People can basically do anything, and unless you know your way around it, you can't really find out who it is.
2: Yep. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, you know.
1: So I also saw that you model in your, uh, in your pictures. Yeah, I, I, your I do.
0: Uh,
2: I do how I make money. You know, one of my forms of income in Prague is I do commercials. I do TV, TV commercials uh, because a lot of companies basically film in Czech Republic because uh, it's very cheap for them so productions come here from all around the world from us from france from uk from germany even from some asian countries and they shoot here um so there's castings and stuff i do some acting i've done many many commercials maybe like i don't know i've done at least like 20 commercials in my my life maybe 25 and then i do photo shoots you know modeling catalogs campaigns, stuff like this um and I also do uh, some acting. I did, uh, did maybe like 12 episodes on one uh, soap opera here. It's a very famous soap opera in Czech Republic. It's called Ulice, and I play uh, an American character on the show. And then I even did one Christmas film. I play like an elf on one Netflix film coming out, hopefully this winter. It's supposed to come out. It's called A Boy Called Christmas. I have a really small role there, but I have some lines. And it was my first movie, so I was very excited about that. So, yeah, that's how I make so I make my ends meet over here you know I do I do that um, and that I don't do it uh, often you know you can get a few drops here and there and it's pretty uh, decent money so that it gives me the freedom to uh, you know work on my music career and then uh, I also teach English I teach like four classes a week uh, part-time just um, maybe usually it's from October till May, and I teach uh, Russian and Ukrainian and Kazakh students English at this one school. And that's really fun because uh, I love I love talking to people. I love uh, being in front of people. I like to to teach. And the, all the students are from the ages of, you know, 17 to 20. So they are, you know, young adults. And it's cool, you know, it's easy work and fun work. And they like me as a teacher. Um, the school really likes me. Yeah, yeah, I'm the cool teacher. And the school was really chill. You know, they know that I'm a musician, that I do molly acting. So anytime I have a job or a gig, I just tell them before and they find a substitute. And they're not so they're very like they're not so conservative. They don't care how I dress or you know, they they they're happy that I can relate to the students. The students respect me and they look up to me and it's good. Yeah, it's really fun. I'm very thankful for this. Uh for this job as well because like right now there's not a lot of uh, opportunities for the commercials and modeling because most of the borders are closed or you know stuff happens and they have to shut down a commercial last minute i had like maybe three or four jobs that got canceled last minute and so i'm happy for this teaching job because it's going to give me some you know stable income a bit during this time period um and hopefully things will get better but i don't know how things will go yeah all right uh, what what about you so you're studying what are you studying
0: again
1: I'm studying biomedical sciences it Ooh. it wasn't my first choice I actually wanted to go like for medicine like to study medicine I wanted yeah. to become a doctor but because of the whole Mexican beer company yeah uh, yeah the test got canceled last minute like mm-hmm. I was in like I got the first round But then the second round was supposed to be like a test, and I like studied like three months for that test. And then Mm. I see, oops, no, canceled. And then the other ones who got like the highest score during the first round, those actually got in. And I'm here like, Mm. what the F, man? Like, seriously? Um,
2: So can you switch studies later on, or can you?
1: I can't. Like, after. After I've, I'm done with biomedical sciences, I can I have the opportunity to switch. Nice. But to be honest, uh, I'm I'm not so sure if I want to do medicine anymore. I'm gonna see like after three years because mm. I I actually miss doing stuff like with uh how am I supposed with engineering? Like
2: that's cool. I mean I think that's a good thing to study. You 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 won't be out of a job with this study. No. <laughs> Especially now. So that's good. I think you made a you made a good decision. Are you starting yeah, your first like, year or is your first yeah, year? Yeah, this
1: is my first year.
2: That's awesome. Wow, that's exciting.
1: Like uh, the college life. I was expecting something different like mm-hmm. uh, like before the whole thing happened um I was looking forward to coming to holland uh experiencing like the life here you know parties and stuff and then yeah. all of this happened and i'm like what the what the frick man like
0: seriously
2: what's it like in holland like is, is stuff shut down or what
1: uh stuff isn't shut down like um like the rules weren't that like how am i supposed That's to strict. explain this like it wasn't so that, that bad mm it got, it got worse. Like now people have to wear more face masks and stuff.
2: Ah, so it was something like here, they cha- they started to yeah. increase the restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. So summer was kind of free. Were you there in the summer or no?
1: Um, no, I wasn't here in the summer. I was <laughs> still back at home and back at home. This is interesting. There was literally a, a month or like a week where we had to go outside yeah. But according to our family name, like our last name, like if it was Whoa. like Monday, uh, like people with the family name, like the letter A, Whoa. and like for instance,
2: wow, that's interesting! Oh my god, what?
1: And wow. then it was like lockdown from uh 6 p.m. to like 6 a.m.
0: Ooh, you that's really tight.
1: 6
2: p.m. to 6 a.m. Damn. So it was,
1: so my it was really it. He's like things, things got, got a little bad. better yeah, here. That's good. That's good. that's good. that's good news.
2: Yeah, I'm like I'm preparing for a pretty wild winter, but I'm just like. I'm going to be fine, you know, I'm just going to keep my head, keep my head straight. I started like meditating more, reading my spiritual books, writing my affirmations and just like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to coast through this, you know, just going to do, do what I got to do and make sure everybody around me is good. And yeah, like we've been, we've been here, you know, we, we make a, like, like a little house party every weekend. And we just get our friends together, like, because all the bars and shit are closed from eight. So we're like, fuck that. Uh, We're going to have our people come and just get... We don't want to not socialize with people because that's what we do. We're human. (laughs) So, yeah, we do that every weekend. And, yeah, if any, if any, I think, like... You, if anything would go so bad, I have so much, you know, so many, not so many, but I have the right number of really close friends here that we would support each other, you know, but I don't think it will get that bad. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good right now to like, I'm thankful that I'm not alone, that I have, you know, people around me who are the similar frequency and similar mindset. And that is just gonna like take me a long way because I noticed during the lockdown, during the first lockdowns here, I noticed like at the garbage cans was just tons and tons of uh, empty alcohol bottles and you know, people be a lot of people became, you know, a lot of people gain bad habits, you know.
0: And
1: yeah, because you lose that sense of routine in your life. Like yeah. the routine is what keeps you going, is that pressure. And when, when you're just stuck in, in a small room with lots of food and alcohol, you're just going to like turn to that. And it's just, it's not healthy for anyone.
2: Yeah. That's why I'm like, you know, people got to be very mindful of their decisions and of what they think, what's going in and out of their head, people around them and just, you know, do all the things, what you can do to, to be positive. Um, that's all you really can do you don't want to you know they want you to d- deteriorate they want you to panic they want you to fall off your equilibrium and you can't allow that to happen you know you still have that uh control over of yourself and nobody can ever
0: take that away no yeah.
1: yeah i think it's good like now especially now meditation it really helps Calm a person down and help you uh, gather your thoughts and think a lot more rationally. Because you have like that little moment Mm -hmm. where you can like just relax and just think, even though all the stuff is going on around you, you can still collect yourself.
0: Yeah,
2: I, I took like I had, I wasn't doing it so consistently as I was a few years ago, and now I'm back to it, and also trying to like reorganize myself you know i had to i have basically to re i have to reorganize my whole music career because i can't do live shows um i can still film stuff i can still put out content so i'm just like okay i need to figure out how to put out more content more often so i got some collaborations going on uh want to do some stuff with other artists and I'm filming the next music video and I'm just like okay I'm just gonna focus on putting good content out right now and that's all I can do you know I'm not gonna quit but I gotta see what I can do and I'm not really so into doing like this um you know this online concerts and this shit I don't not really my thing because I didn't really get into music to like play for people from a distance you know I like to be up personal I don't like social distance (laughs) So uh yeah, so I'm just like, all right, what can I do? You know, we just put out content and then maybe once I will want to play again, I'll have to like organize these kind of like private concerts or jam sessions or something. You know, I got I got friends here who still organizing stuff in venues that are like secret. And I think like as humans, this is the, what we'll have to resort to until things are totally open because I mean people rebel and that's just that's just nature especially when they're being wronged uh like you have like you know uh, in the United States when you had the uh, prohibition period you know people were making their own alcohol having these speakeasies making these private illegal clubs and that's what they had to do like yeah, it's it was illegal, but it was something that was not supposed to be legal. It was legal once, and then they made it illegal on a whim, you know. So, I get I get this form of rebellion, and I think it's necessary because we don't want to be like fucking. I, I don't want to be like uh, some kind of drone. <laughs> I'm not a drone. I'm not a robot. You know, I'm an individual. We're all equal. <laughs> nobody is nobody is better than me, and I'm not better than anybody. So um, yeah, I think people are going to have to like, even the bars and stuff, you know, in my opinion, I think that the bars and restaurants in these places, like they're scared to get these fines, but they have to pay their bills, they have to pay their uh, waiters and waitresses. They still have to pay their rents. They're not going to be able to. So I feel like these people really have to like get together. That's and. Yes. Stuff. Yeah, they have to say, "Fuck this!" You know, we're gonna do what we have to do because nobody's yeah. gonna take away our livelihood. Like, if, if you're when it, when it comes to survival mode, you're not gonna allow someone to stop you from feeding or from thriving. And you, if you're in a fucking wilderness, like you're not gonna allow someone to do that. Just say, "Hey, you can only pick this many fucking bananas," like you're gonna be like, "No, but I got this many mouse to feed." So fuck you. I'm gonna go or plant some more. You know, like that's a bad example, but you know, what I'm trying to say, like, yeah, nobody's gonna put a fucking Cap on what you can and can't do, especially if you're not doing anything wrong. So I feel like, you know, people got to really say, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to stand up collectively because, you know, the government and these little enforcers are such a small number of people, you know, and their families too. There are people too. Like, come on, they want to go to a restaurant too. They want to go to a bar and actually, you know, so if we're going to let the bureaucracy and the little enforcers control the masses, then it says something about humanity that maybe we didn't deserve the fucking freedom in the first place so that's what i'm on you know uh but i'm in i'm here in czech republic i'm not a citizen here i don't want to like you know cause any craziness here so it's up to the people here what they're going to do with their government uh if they're going to protest or if they're going to like you know figure out some way out of this and it's up to the people in many countries everyone is scared so
1: same here. I also have my own views and stuff, but I'm not gonna like put out videos where I'm saying like, "Hey, uh, don't do this, don't do that, or something like that," yeah. uh, against like the government or anything, because they're just gonna like ship me back to wherever I came from. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, you should be able to. So, you
2: got to. you should be able to do say whatever the fuck you want, you know. But. You know, with, yeah. with platforms like Tube View, you gotta, like, you know, you can't say certain things. You might be inciting violence.
1: Yeah, like, words don't have any power unless you put actions behind them.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, you're basically using their tools against them. It's like they, they put words out that, that result in actions, you know
0: yeah fear-mongering and all
2: these things result in actions they resulted in actions and policies so uh it's just using it's just the same tactics just one is for a different reason and a different purpose
0: but yeah
1: and i just feel like stuff like entertainment now just it, it at least brought us a little more sanity. If we just didn't have all of this stuff, we'd probably just, like, be staring at a wall in our own houses.
2: Yeah, that that could be true, you know. I think, like, I mean, at first I was, like, happy for the entertainment, but then I realized that the entertainment is actually a kind of uh, distraction, you know, because I remember when uh, when the lockdowns first happened, you know, uh, I don't know if I can say it here, but this one adult uh, website gave free membership to everyone. And they were like, yeah, you got yeah, quarantine. Me. So here you go. And and people were like, that's awesome. And I was thinking like, bro, like, you know how desensitizing that is? It's like, you can't go out. So here, spend all your time like doing well, stuff doing to yourself. yourself. <laughs> and that's supposed to be productive. Like, and then Netflix is like, yeah, watch us. I'm like, yeah, you can watch a little bit of Netflix, but hey, like, is that gonna like bring you peace and well being? Just just spending your time being entertained, you know. Um, what forms of entertainment? You know, there, there's good forms of entertainment, and then there's forms of entertainment that are not so productive in large amounts. You know, I think like I think things like music and. This can be can be fine, you know, but you know, sticking your face watching just like a bunch of series, like I did. exactly. Like you know, that's hard to do. It takes discipline, and and I think the easy way out is just to say, "Oh, I can just spend doing this, doing that." I remember the first yeah, when we had the quarantine, it was like, yeah, that first week or two weeks was like, yeah, super productive, woohoo, yeah, right. And then I was just like, ah. Uh. I feel like, fuck this, you know, like, I feel like I'm forced to be inside. So I just ended up not doing anything for like a month or, you know, two months. I wasn't really productive. I was supposed to work on an album and it was just going so slowly. But one of the reasons why I was just like, I just felt like not inspired when I, not that I couldn't, but when I was not recommended to go outside and meet people and this and that. So I just like, didn't have the inspiration to like put toward my music. So I was like, I need freedom to, to do music, you know, freedom uh, is, a, is, is a part of music. And, you know, I feel like it's hard to, for, for, it's hard for many people to figure out what to do with this time period, and how to make the best out of it when it's not something that is natural for us. Um, I don't think any of these things are natural for us as humans. No.
1: We we adapted to like a different uh, a different environment back then. Yeah. So and now since stuff has changed in this way, we can't really uh, connect with it. We can connect with it, but it's a bit. We're not built for it. We're not built for mm. it. And yeah. that's the reason why I started this channel to give my because I wasn't we weren't doing anything back then. Uh, so I wanted to give myself some routine. Uh, hey let me go out and talk to people let me see who's doing something who is like actually motivated and maybe we can talk together and talk to people and maybe they'll be motivated to do something so that's why i started all of this
0: i'm just gonna
2: close that really quick sorry
0: It's okay
2: Yeah, That's good. I'm glad you started your channel, I mean, It's good. It's good to start new things, you know.
1: Because I wasn't doing anything, I was just like laying in bed all day, eating snacks, watching cartoons.
2: Yeah, I was that was totally that was totally me at some point. <laughs> that was totally me. I bet, you know.
1: And I had so much whatever. art stuff to do, and I didn't use any of it. I was like, what the fuck, man?
2: Like yeah, I totally feel you it's tough you know it's not be is it's easy to do it's easy to just not do nothing you know it's the easiest thing it's hard to be like all right i'm gonna do something i'm gonna learn something new you know uh it's the
1: it's the pressure of like a deadline and something and time that that actually pushes yeah. you to do stuff because if you'd have like all the time in the world all everything you, you'd always say all right let me do it tomorrow but you wouldn't really go and do it you'd just be like all right let me just watch 50 episodes of this netflix uh, mm-hmm. show
2: binge watch netflix
1: binge watch netflix and eat all the food and all the unhealthy snacks i can eat
0: mm, yummy
1: <laughs> and then you look at yourself and you're like
0: what, what am I doing what doing to myself?
1: What happened
2: what happened to me i let myself go <laughs>
0: press my computer yeah
1: so uh now we've uh you told me about this uh this new platform called cinnamon and i recently put a few of my videos up on there
2: nice yeah uh, cinnamon is is basically a new platform new video platform that's not trying to replace YouTube or be kind of a, you know, have different features that don't exist on YouTube. And uh, basically they're not going to be, you know, censoring like YouTube does um, as far as, you know, views politically and things like this, you know, these basic things like you have free speech there, of course, you're not going to have adult content there, you know, for, you know, like uh, graphic content, like uh, as far as like adult, know adult content goes it's not like that but as far as expressing yourself yeah it's free there and basically you get paid per per view a a, a small fraction of a dollar but it's like per per 1000 views i can't remember the number but it's like a pretty like there's like a a fixed pay rate you don't have to have a certain amount of viewers or views or subscribers to start making content or getting paid monetizing your content on the platform and you can also split your uh, payments for each video for up to 100 different people. So let's say you uh, worked with a director or worked with an editor or worked with someone on some some video or you wanted to give some of the payments to a charity. You can automatically fix that in the, yeah. in the app, which is totally new. It doesn't exist on YouTube uh, as far as I know. And you, there's also with the, with the mobile app, you're able to like edit and you're able to edit things you watch. So anyone can edit any video. So let's see, let's say you make a video and I like 15 seconds of your video that I want to upload to my uh, Instagram or that I want to upload to my TikTok. I can just like in real time, take that and just do whatever I want with the edit and then edit it, uh, upload it to my whatever, or I can repost it on uh, cinnamon and then I can also Make um that's also monetizable. So the the editor gets some fraction of that um, re-edit, and then you also still keep making um money on the edited footage. So it's really interesting, and uh, they're getting lots of investment. They're now approaching I investment I liked it. Yeah, and uh, I I just uploaded one thing there. I got to start uploading content there uploaded one video i'm gonna i'm gonna upload like all my archive music videos there um and yeah i'm i'm really excited for this uh for this new app because i was hoping something would come out that would uh topple youtube or compete with it or just be an alternative you know i feel like it sucks that everything is here you I know feel
1: this might actually start to compete with it because like also like stuff like the upload speed and it's yeah. it's not like YouTube, but it's like really close, like
0: really. Yeah, I upload
2: was fine. I mean, we, I uploaded something was pretty quick. It was maybe like ten minutes. I mean, I uploaded yeah. a big video, and it was like it takes a long time on YouTube to upload like four K footage as well.
1: So, so uh, before you know it, it's gonna beat out YouTube, maybe.
2: Yeah, perhaps I think I think it won't like necessarily beat out YouTube, but it'll be like another platform.
0: Competitor. The goal of yeah. the platform
2: was like. The, the, I met the owner and he had like a, basically like kind of a, not a I guess it's kind of like a presentation of the, uh, of the app and of the company. And, uh, and he, his goal is he really wants to um, give content creators a fair chance of making money with their content. And he felt like these other platforms were pretty much just robbing content creators and he's, he seemed very passionate about it. So the whole idea is about, you know, trying to bring quality content creators to the app. And this is, like, where you can shine, where basically he wants to say, like, okay, as a content creator, you're able to, you know, make your income here. And this is what you do. This is what you do for a living. This is what you – this is a service you provide people and people – watch and are entertained by what you provide them and this is the place where you can make the most from what you do and I think that that's a really cool uh, approach I hope that he stays consistent with that because I believe him and I, I really think he's really real about it and to make these apps is really difficult they have their own AI team they have you know they've invested millions of dollars they have to get more investors right now they're just focusing on getting content so if you're a content creator and you want to start somewhere fresh, you know, you can get started there before anyone else is and that'll be great. You know, um, so they, they need to show the investors that they have a variety of content and they're, they're going to start getting users as time grows and as they keep investing more money because it's really hard to compete with big guys like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Like, people say, Oh, I want to make an app. Like, when you make an app, like, you got to have, you got to put your life into it, basically. Like, this guy doesn't Mm -hmm. sleep. He told me he cries at least four times a week. And he wasn't joking about it. I could really see that he cries, you know. Uh, But I was like, he looked like one of these, like, you know, nerdy guys who's just really into it. And he's young. And I was like, Man, this guy's, this is going to be big, you know. Um, And I was so happy to see that it's happening in Czech Republic. You know, it's coming out of Czech Republic. Yeah. And that is beautiful. That's fucking beautiful. So I, I, I really uh, recommend any of your viewers uh, to go check out uh,
1: Cinnamon.
2: Cinnamon video, cinnamon.video. Yeah. And you have to sign up with Coil. Uh, you can sign up with Coil for free, but the way the app will make money is that like people pay $5 a month for Coil to see like the special Cinnamon content. And then that money is basically divided for those views. So, but you can also watch content on Cinnamon without uh, having a, a a username or an account on the on the Cinnamon. You can some of the content is basically classified to be for everyone to view, so it's open like that. Um, but I think it'd be something cool. You know, I think people are looking for something new. I think both the viewers and the content creators at YouTube are quite tired of the censorship and the demonetization the flagging yeah. and these things but like when when stuff is censored it's not cool anymore you know when you're not getting raw content it loses its value and i think that that's where youtube is messing up you know and that's where another player is able to come in and take a certain market sh- market share because they are they're fucking up there you know so um yeah, and there's going to be new social media applications. This is one app called uh, New Life. It's like a social media app for fashion, photography, and art. And it's decentralized. Uh, it's it's ma- also made by someone in Czech Republic. They are from France, but they live here. And yeah, this app is cool. Check out New Life, uh, newlife.ai. And that's a really cool app. Uh, you don't have any followers or likes. It's just like you show how much you like something by holding it. And then that like shows how much you like it. And then you have like rankings. So like each viewer has a ranking depending on how often they interact with the app and how much people like their content. So it's actually another really interesting app. And it's all done here. He does everything by himself with his, with his, with their team members. And he has his own AI and yeah, there's a lot of new stuff coming out and it's gonna be totally different. There's gonna be more uh, there's gonna be more selection, I think. I think it's gonna be more selection. I think like as we see, you know, that you have more selection of music and stuff like this, there's gonna be more selection of which platform do you wanna use for social media? Which where do you wanna upload your videos? Where do you wanna like show your content? That that I think is gonna change because these companies are getting companies are getting so big and so powerful and they're using their power in a way that many people don't like and then you have people who are really smart and savvy not necessarily in silicon valley not in america they know how to program they know how to do ai and they're making their own program they're making their own ai they got their own teams so what are you gonna do you these guys are gonna make their shit from wherever they are and they can do it um so yeah, it's 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 becoming interesting, and I think it's gonna be for the betterment of everything.
0: Um, because know.
1: these companies uh, aren't like located in like Silicon Valley and stuff like that. They have like other rules necessarily that they have to follow like other yeah. guidelines.
2: Other rules, less I think they have less control. they might have less you know influence from the government uh i mean when they get really big i mean things different things happen I mean, you see like what happened with tiktok you know like yeah. got it's going to be like a big portion of the u.s portion of it will be sold to the united states still be controlled uh, i think still be owned by china a certain portion of it but it's going to be controlled by a u.s parent company uh it's a fucking really complicated business deal you know and i don't know the inner workings of it i was about it but it's so complex to see, like when these apps get this big and when they become publicly shared or publicly traded uh, companies. You know who gets to control them? Who gets to take the data? Who who owns it? These things get very complex. You know, um, but I think when these apps are starting outside of U.S. jurisdiction, um, who knows what what the possibilities are? You know, and I guess they won't know what they'll have to do. When, until they get really, really, really big. Uh, I mean, you still have people like you know, Snapchat never sold. I think Snapchat never sold itself, even though it was offered billions.
0: Um, yeah.
2: What the rules are for Snapchat? I guess Snapchat is not as big as it was. I'm not sure. I'm not really on it, so I don't know how uh, how big. It was.
1: Like Snapchat, like did get a lot bigger, but I don't really like hear stuff about like communities or stuff coming mm-hmm. from Snapchat. It's more of like. Uh, I feel uh, like entertainment from other places is just being placed on Snapchat. Yeah. But anything new, I'm not really seeing that.
0: Ah,
1: uh, yeah. It's more of a fun app to use to send, like, pictures. Uh, Like, people do use it a lot, you know, like, to streak and stuff. But I I personally don't let, like using Snapchat. Mm. So check just it out. Hmm but i don't like go on there like a lot i'm more on instagram actually
2: yeah instagram is becoming like instagram is becoming even though it's owned by facebook it's becoming like the facebook it's becoming like the yes the serious app the business app you know it's like the the political app the business app the you know it's no longer just a place where people will just like
1: have Facebook fun! Feels like for older people now, like yeah, Facebook is for uh, older, but now know. Instagram is
2: also like kind of, kind of yeah. like that. Instagram, like, not TikTok, is for younger people, but it's like, I mean, every year the younger people are becoming the older people, so <laughs> you know. And be like, uh,
1: because most of like the people I know are like on Facebook, like, uh, like the mm. the younger generation from where I used to live, it's like they're all on Facebook, like. The moment you start adding people, you you enter like this, this little this little community, this little world, mm. and yeah. you know, some of the stuff I've seen on that, uh, like in that Facebook uh, community and stuff, is terrifying. Yeah, but it's it's also where some of my friends hang out, and I saw like their mindset and the way they think, like they're very progressive, and that's what I what I do like but I've seen usually like it's the older generation who have certain strong views on stuff that I'm mm. like a bit, I'm, I'm just back away from that. I don't want to get into that discussion like on Facebook. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to like discuss these things on Facebook. You know, you can just, you never find any common ground with most people, but even in person, you know, some of these older old people from the older generation, they much just don't understand things the same way. You know, they didn't have, they didn't have the same technology they don't have the same experiences you know so it's it's like like
1: that it's usually just the internet is full of trolls you can't really take everything seriously on the internet
2: yeah that's true that's facts yeah it's like yeah it's it's an interesting place
1: like once you start worrying too much or like uh Like stressing out about stuff then Mm. they have you basically they're like haha yeah yeah it's just like it's better to like look at it like all right you probably like said something mean and stuff but i don't really care yeah you look at it like that it doesn't really like affect you as much but Mm. when i where i start to kind of look at it a bit like okay like the cancel culture thing like If you like started a business on online, like a personal brand and stuff like that, and you have like people who they don't agree with you, but they start to gather like a bunch of people to in a way ban you off Mm -hmm. off of the internet. So that Mm -hmm. if you like start a different account or anything like that, they'll try to take you down. That is what I do disagree with. There is where I draw the line, like
0: yeah, I
2: don't like cancer culture. Cancel culture is, it's really, it's really, uh, it, it takes away the human ability to be forgiven and to, and to uh, grow and to change and to evolve. It's saying, like, hey, I'm not even going to give you a chance to grow. I'm not even going to like educate you, correct you. I'm just going to shut you down. And there's no coming back from that. You know, I'm not even going to accept your apology or accept your I'm not even going to offer my forgiveness. Um, That's why, even though I'm not like old school, I do feel like there are certain things that I learned from being in different religions that are just applicable to the life now that just allowed me to see the world differently because, you know, when I look at cancer culture, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not Christian, I'm spiritual, but I, I grew up, I was, my dad was Muslim, my mom was Christian. And one of the things I learned, you know, it's like forgiveness. So like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let someone just like beat me up and then like be their best friend the next day. But there's certain things that I'm, you know, I, I can't hold you like. I'm not going to like beat you down for something you said five years ago. I'm not going to like take away your livelihood, your job, how you feed your kids. Your, you know, I'm not going to say you don't deserve to have that just because you said something that I don't agree with or that you said something racist or offensive. Like, okay. You said something like this. Cool. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to support you, but I'm not going to galvanize the whole world against you. You know, like, when it comes to like tv shows or when they cancel some show i'm like but that's one person who did something what about everyone else on the show who survives from that what about the writers directors the actors like you're gonna like you gonna just cancel that just because this guy said that i mean he he's not just the person Or, or some musicians they say oh i'm canceling him i'm like yo but it's like did you did you wait till all the facts come out did you wait till the case is done did you what happened to uh, innocent until proven guilty? So, I mean, they'll, they'll, the the court of public opinion now is just like uncontrollable. And uh, that decides how people view certain things. Like, there was one case, you know, right now with the, uh, with the thing with Tory Lanez uh, shooting Megan, uh, Megan mm-hmm. the Stein mm-hmm. foot. And the first thing I saw, like, I was like, this sounds crazy. I was like, did this even like happen? Like, I said, why would he yeah, shoot no. her foot? So, and I'm, and I'm not going to say anyone's right or wrong, but my first is, instinct isn't to say, oh, F Tory Lanez. I don't care. I'm not going to listen to his music now because he's shot making. No, they're going to court. They have a, a judiciary process. We're going to find out when the facts are there, what happened? And they're going to give their verdict of what happened. For all I know, anything going to happen. I don't know. So why I'm going to go and assume and, and tell all my friends and, and be, especially when I'm a person of. You know, influence like somebody who has millions of followers who go there and say, "Hey, cancel Tory Lanez." So you want to like take away his music, money? You want to take away his job? He's got kids. You don't want them to be fed. You don't want this. Come on, like, wait till the wait till the case is gone, and uh, wait till wait till you see what happens before you make your decision of like how you're gonna you know treat that person. At least wait. So, but then like I look at cancel culture as like yo like i've made mistakes you know i mean i didn't kill anybody i didn't physically assault or sexually assault anybody uh but i'm not a perfect person so i didn't do anything that i'm gonna go to prison for but what if i did one thing that's just politically incorrect or just you know and does that does that result in me being canceled does that mean that i'm not like you know worthy of feeding myself (laughs) surviving uh, so I think this cancer culture is like whole It's like saying that you are holier than someone else. That you have this moral high ground, and how dare they? Me? I'm like, that's that's not like uh godly or holy or moral at all. Like from what I understand, is you know not to judge other people. You know, not not to uh, to, to forgive other people. I don't, I don't. I'm not gonna forget what you did but I'm not gonna like let this affect me, you know? I'm, I'm gonna like move on, say maybe, hey, you know, I wish you the best, I hope you can grow from this. Like what happened to, okay, somebody do something wrong. What happened to like, okay, you know, we wish that this person can grow and learn more and how can we help this person grow out of this behavior and do something better for themselves? People don't look at it like that. They just look out, fuck you, I'm canceling you, <sighs> you know?
1: but yeah it's like we can have healthy disagreements we don't have to cancel people because like and just be like hey dude i don't agree with what you said but i'm not gonna mm-hmm. cancel you i'm just gonna say like you could have done it differently
0: for instance exactly. like
1: like that like
2: yeah there's so many like crazy- you
1: won't you won't be able to tell the difference between the trolls and like who's actually like you know, actually means this or means that. Just like fake yeah. stuff people tell to you online, with like a little grain of salt. You know. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's it's and now people do whatever the, you know, whatever whatever is popular to do. People are gonna hop on that. So if if people if everybody thinks like this about someone else, you got to think the same way because if you think, if you don't agree with what everyone else said they're going to now cancel you so if you come out and defend someone they're going to be like oh you defended this racist or this sexist or this this horrible person this tyrant you must be just like them like now nah, what if you had a friend who did something wrong like that's still your friend so like yeah you're going to say hey bro you did this wrong but are you going to like support them along the way to whatever justice they're going to receive like i got a friend who's going to jail he did something wrong. Am I going to say, Hey, just cause you did something wrong, I'm no longer friends with you. Like, no, I'm going to visit him. I'm going to write him letters. Like why I'm going to just decide, Hey, I don't want you in my life. Cause you did this wrong. I know he's not a bad person. And I know he, I know he doesn't want to repeat what he did. So I feel like the cancel culture is just saying that you can't be a friend of somebody. You know, we, you know, we have to. I think uh, we have to love our friends, and we have to love even our enemies as hard as it can be. You know, because that's the only way we're gonna make any progress. We can't make progress by just like bringing like fighting hate with hate. You know, um, but
1: fighting fire with fire, work. yeah, fire, fire,
2: fire. You know, but people don't want to do that because people wanna people want. To this, like revenge, you know, people want people want to watch the other person suffer and but they don't know what it's going to be like to be in their shoes when you're in that other person's shoes. Yeah. You're, you're hoping for forgiveness, you're hoping for uh that you can repent or that you can correct your ways.
1: And then to have somebody say, like, no, we're not going to forgive you,
0: yeah,
1: and, like, it. it's just going to also fucks up your mind like it's Mm -hmm. one person against so many people Mm. that's not healthy as well you might have ended up making that person like a lot putting that person in a lot worse of a situation than they were before so instead of them learning from their mistakes they're probably just going to be like freaking out more and Mm. just making worse decisions just because yeah. They, they don't feel comfortable anymore.
2: Yeah, and it's it's in, in, in people, I think, for, especially for famous people, when you have when you have uh, millions of people thinking negatively about a certain person or wishing bad things about a certain person, that's a lot of energy to have to deal with as a person. Like, you really have to be a strong person to deal with the negative the 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 collective negative energy of many people wishing bad things upon you and wishing for your uh, demise you have to be very strong you have to have like some type of fucking spiritual protection against this and imagine if you didn't do anything that deserved that that's even harder because you are in the right, but everyone has this idea that you've done something horrible and they really want you to dissolve, you know? And I, I can't imagine being in that position. I wouldn't wish that upon anyone unless they did something, you know? I mean, even if they did something horrible, like, yeah, I, I hope the justice system will deal with that, but I don't wanna like sit in every day just like, you know? And I've, and I've, I've been in that position before where you like see someone done something in you and you hope so many bad things toward them, and it's not healthy. It's not healthy for yeah. you as a, as an individual to to harbor these negative feelings. Uh,
0: like but I think someone
1: you know did something horrible to you, and like in that moment, it's okay to feel like to be angry about it. Like you know, at, at least feel get through the emotions, but you shouldn't carry that hate along with you.
0: Yeah you can yeah. take
1: with you the lesson but for yourself for yeah. your own help you have to forgive that person and you can't really like just get a whole group of people yeah. to like come together and be like cancel this person because they did this to yeah. me and it just you're just going to in a way also fuck up the whole ecosystem but yeah. you th- the person might get the justice but they might also not get the what? justice it might end up being like this this weird situation and just end up being like some more drama online instead of yeah
2: yeah like I met people that like years ago I had you know really bad experiences with or that just did something bad to me and I just I thought like, you know, along those years and, and someone say, Oh, I know this person. And I was just like, oh, that person, oh, he did this. And I think in my head. And then I would meet that person years later. They had totally changed. You know? And I and I was like, All right, you know, I can either I can either say, Oh, this fucking person's faking it, or they are still like this, but at the same time, I'm like thinking how much I've changed, you know. I'm 32 years old. I've just a totally different person. There's many things that I've evolved and that I've improved upon as a as an individual. So, if I had wronged somebody many years ago, I'm not the same person I was then and I I'm I know that what I did wrong was wrong and I don't want to necessarily be like, you know, hey, you didn't do anything wrong, but I don't want to also be like, hey, you know, you're still that bad person and you still need to be punished for that you know and i don't want to do that to other people because i've met so many people where it's like you see them five years later and it's like wow and you're 19 you'll you'll probably see that as you as you grow you know you'll, yeah, you meet someone you, you meet someone that you might not like in high school and then you meet them later and they're totally different because they've grown and that's what life is about
0: you know yeah it, it's great. it will
1: happen like i mm-hmm. uh, already seen it happen like uh, two people that I know, they like changed. They they're different now mm-hmm. in many ways that that we would like when we were younger. We would never expect stuff like this to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: looking back on it now, if we told our younger selves this and this would happen to you, we we'd just like be in shock. We'd be like, mm-hmm. "What? Seriously? Yeah, yeah. I would never do that."
2: Yep. Yep. <laughs> or
1: something like that. Oh, yeah.
2: You know, we all make we all make mistakes and we all can learn from those mistakes. The thing is, like, you know, um, when we make a mistake, we got the option of not repeating that mistake or not to not repeat that mistake. You know, we can say, hey, what have I learned from this? Uh, do you, if you have the opportunity to apologize, you can apologize. If you don't have the opportunity, you can you can still apologize, you know, w- within yourself and you can still make sure you don't make that mistake. And then the other thing you have to do is like, if you didn't have an if you didn't have a chance to apologize for something you did wrong, then you have to, um, in my opinion, not just you have to, but it's good for you to. Now you have to forgive someone, you know. Like because I, I and I read, you know, this is in the the Bible, you know, uh, um, those who forgive much will be forgiven, you know. So when you forgive others people are gonna forgive you for things as well. It's, it's just karma, you know? It's it's like, if you can forgive someone else for something, you might make a mistake one day and do something really wrong. And, you, and the forgiveness might be the best thing that can happen to you because you might still be able to keep someone in your life or you might, you know. Uh,
1: you might find but peace.
2: Exactly. And, and when you do something wrong, you also have to forgive yourself and not correct it because the feeling of guilt, it's also a, a negative thing, you know, carrying guilt and harboring that can also be uh, a very negative and self-destructive thing. You know, if you carry, if you've done a bad thing in your whole life, you carry that guilt or for a long time you carry that guilt, it can destroy you. And I've, I've had those, I've been in that situation before too, you know, where I felt like, oh my God, I did this and I'm, I'm a horrible person. And, you know, this is, this can also be bad um it's it's happening like this in the united states you know you have this like you know racial injustice and stuff like this and a lot of white people feel guilty you know they they have this white yeah. guilt and the guilt actually can be just as hurtful as the racism because yeah you know it's gonna hurt you it's gonna also like hurt the other person because you're sometimes nobody even thinks you did anything wrong and you're walking around apologizing for something and trying to be all Careful, and like you end something up
1: something somebody worse. else did, like somebody else's mistakes.
2: Exactly, exactly, perfect. Yeah, if you didn't do it and you feel guilty for it, it's, it just doesn't make sense. You know, it it's sense. It's a very low vibrational feeling. It's a very low by you no know, low by low vibrational feeling. Guilt, victimhood. Um,
1: it just puts people in like the word a, a worse feeling that they're actually in, like, and. Yeah. Seeing stuff as like depression and anxiety and stuff like that rise, I feel we're supposed to make ourselves more stronger towards mm-hmm. stuff like this. Yeah. We know stuff like this happen. Let's now try to heal the wounds.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah. Make yeah. Them bigger. For sure. For sure. Yep. That's definitely true.
1: If you're going to make them bigger, it's going to take a longer time to heal.
2: Mm hmm. Yep facts yeah.
1: and instead of uh making people oversensitive we can just get let people say like hey we have the power to say no like hey i don't want to watch this then i don't have to watch this just mm-hmm. we can we can walk away from the situation if we don't like it
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah exactly yeah i feel like this is like really a big thing you know what's happening in the united states and this thing is like crazy, you know, that people are no longer able to have dialogue. You know, people are not able to speak openly about their feelings, their experiences without without blaming other people, without calling other people names, without yelling at them or, or even fighting them in many instances. And so this it's is a
1: biological feeling like to yell at someone like to fight because yeah. that's what people in the past did because
0: yeah It's like it's in, in defense
1: mode. time it's just it's just yeah. it, we don't have to do that
0: Yeah Yeah when, when you we, we have many
1: prepared. tools to our disposal
0: Exactly,
2: yep. Tools, totally.
0: Mhm. So, yeah, so.
1: Um, with this we have come to the end of the interview thank you very much for watching
0: thanks for having yes. me ran i really and appreciate uh,
1: it yes i really appreciate you coming on to the uh onto my uh channel since we've been talking for yeah. so long we i was like trying to find like a good time to you know have a conversation to you face to face even if it's like online it's it's nice to meet you
0: it's uh, nice to meet you uh, too it's, man. it's nice Thank to meet you too happy for
1: giving me some of your time
2: oh um, I'm I'm very thankful for you offering me to, to come up on your uh, platform interview
1: like this is a like t- I feel time is a precious thing and if and I feel like uh, if you're willing to give someone uh, your time, you, in a way, I wouldn't say you uh, you're worth something to th- you. You are worth something to them. You're worth someone's time and energy that they could yeah. actually be spending on something else. Let me just say it like that.
2: Oh, it's for it's for a good purpose, uh, you know. And uh, I, I like uh, I was um, I was happy to. You know, come here because I know I, I'm also, you know, working on my channel not as often as you are. I think you're doing really good, but uh, I also want to interview people. And I know that somebody I'm going to ask somebody, so I hope that they say yes, you know. So somebody asked me, I'm going to say yes, you know, because yeah, uh,
1: like stuff like podcasts yeah. and stuff, it's a lot gaining a lot more popularity now because you can just like be working on something while listening to a podcast, while listening to music. For instance and Mm. it's a lot more affordable it's a lot more easier especially with spotify and stuff like that. and i'll be
2: and there's a variety of uh voices and opinions and perspectives it's always great to hear what people you know think about how they view things
1: and uh i've also put my uh podcast like this whole interview thing online like on uh spotify Perfect. No anger, actually. So if if I'm done uploading all of them, the, the viewers can just like, go listen to them. They don't have to watch the video. They can just like.
0: Nice, nice.
2: That's cool. OK, so yeah, send me the links and I'll, I'll, I'll spread the word.
1: All right. And perhaps I might be able to like uh, be on your channel one day.
2: That would be dope.
1: Collaborate no or be like at one of your concerts or something like in Prague.
2: Sounds like a plan.
1: Right, so yeah. Anna, thank you for being here. Hi, and Thank you so guys for watching. So have a nice watching. day, thanks y'all for watching. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe and comment uh, below on this video. All of Picky Mickey's uh, links are in the description box below. And if you just type in, in like Google Picky Mickey, then you'll find all of his socials, so.
0: Yeah. All right, bye guys. Bye, so have a nice day. Have a Bye. nice day.